Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Reeves is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Welcome back to another episode of the Candidates Podcast. We have a very special guest with us uh, for the first episode of 2018, Captain Leanne Smith. Leanne is the Candidate Secretary in Eastern Victoria Division and also serves as the Women's Ministry's Coordinator. Secretary. Secretary. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, I hope you had a, a great Christmas and a Happy New Year and it's good to be back uh, for these podcast episodes. Just a reminder that they will be in the uh, iTunes uh, account uh, at the end of each week or they can be on be found on the Facebook page, which is the Salvation Army uh, Australia candidates. So uh, welcome to you, Leanne. Thank you. Leanne, tell us, you had an unconventional pathway to college. It's probably not so unconventional now, but for the 10 years that you've been in ministry, probably a bit longer, yep. actually. Yeah, yeah 12, sorry, 12. How did you be, how did you become an officer? How, what was the pathway for you? So um, my husband and I, um, well, I don't think he'd been thinking about it for a while, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, your husband is Ken. <laughs> my husband is Ken, that's right. Kenny. Um, so I had actually been, uh, probably had a call to officership really quite young. Um, Do you remember but, how young oh, you were? I reckon even kind of 10-ish, oh, wow. like really young, had okay. a really clear, probably not, you know, 10-year-old thinking yeah. in that. But um, I knew very early on that kind of God had something in store for me. And I guess that just developed as I grew. Um, so I went to university after school and um, became a nurse and I nursed for about 10 years, I think. And I just got to the point where I knew actually as much, I loved it. I loved nursing. I finished my last two years at intensive care, neonatal intensive care at the Children's, which I thought I found, I found where I'm going to stay and I loved it. But actually I got to the end and thought, actually, God is calling me to something more. I'd always been really active in core, um, but just knew that probably the time had come where I needed to actually commit to a bit more. So I left nursing and went in, uh, uh, did, I think, three three years as a full-time youth worker, as a lay youth worker. Came oh, to did you do that at Mill Park or Plenty yeah, Valley? Yeah, Plenty Valley Which is now Whittlesea. It is. <laughs> yeah. Had a few name changes in there. So oh, hey, Hang on. Before that, but you're, you're from WA. So I am. So I so packed up. You packed up. Yeah. Pa- and that was all good back then. I was single. <laughs> I was living, <laughs> living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah, Because absolutely. when you're single and you come from WA... It's quite easy to go back. Yeah, yeah. If you're on your own. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, go on. I no, no, that's good. So, no, I was happy to cut, you know, and that was a great, a great few years. Uh, I probably only left really because funding kind of dwindled. Um, but I think that was my first kind of actually full time ministry is what God has called me to do. So, anyway, I was just about ready to pack up and come back to WA, met Ken, who ended yeah. up marrying. Um, and so Ken ruined everything. Is that yeah, what no, he no. Didn't so did really. you meet him at Mill Park I did. or at Whittlesea? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. So um, obviously the relationship grew and we got married. And it was probably I went back to nursing after youth work. Um, and then it was probably I don't know we'd be maybe married twelve months. And I started to say, Ken, what about it? Um, he'd been working for the army for years and years. Um, and he was like, okay, all good, Leanne, but just go do it on your own. And I thought, mm, okay. I didn't kind of sit with me. I was kind of like, no, I don't actually think 
that that's what God is calling us to do. So we went to Harry Hunter's when we were on holidays, went back to Perth for holidays and visited um, Colin and Marilyn Medling, who were the managers at Harry yeah. Hunter's. And Ken all of a sudden said to them, ah, will you take lieutenants? I'm like, ah, do you want to talk about this? <laughs> like any discussion <laughs> happening? And that was kind of a was done it. deal. So, but actually I guess, you know, so we thought, okay, that's really what, where God was calling us into social program. That's kind of our heart for, for ministry. Um, so I guess it was unconventional in the sense that uh, we got a phone call one day saying, do you want to be commissioned? And we're like, sure. Okay, so, <laughs> so you become the... You become auxiliary lieutenants in WA. Yes, yes, yes. So, so you obviously moved to WA. Did yep. that, Harry at Harry's. So we were, yeah. So I think we were two years there as the assistant managers, and we were auxiliary lieutenant in the old system, non-commissioned auxiliary yeah. lieutenants here yeah, for about two years. Yeah. And then you obviously doing some study or something, or so we did bits of study. Yeah, we were doing. We did some study at uh, Tabor, um, yep. doing some counselling stuff and bits and pieces. Um, and obviously we'd done a bit of study, um, come to lieutenant school oh, and yeah. done a few kind of bits and pieces, but hadn't really uh, done a solid block of study. Does Harry's still have a golf course? Do they have a golf course or wow, something? Wow, they did, they but did? it's not operational. Oh, I remember going there once and I remember I have this vague recollection, at least a couple of holes or... Yep. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. All our kids were born there and they would have quite a lot of fun getting their little plastic golf sticks and going to play golf after, you know. Okay. So, yeah. So you get this job. phone call. Yeah. What about becoming commissioned? And you're like, were you like, yep, that's just absolutely. a natural? It was just thing. a done deal. Yeah. It was like, absolutely. You know, um, I know however many people, thousands of people have been to the training college before us, but we're like, nah, this is a good opportunity for us. Yeah. We're already doing full-time ministry. We, you know. Um, You've done years of it. We had uh, in different capacities. And I think really um, one of the reasons we went into probably auxiliary lieutenancy first was probably, I think I'm allowed to say this, Ken just wanted to get a bit of a taste of what it was to move away from where he, all his networks were, whereas I travelled quite a bit and been back and forth. So I think that was um, kind of the reason we went that way. Um, but would yeah, but when we got the call, we are like, yeah, absolutely. So we're, you we're got, in. what year did you get commissioned? So I had a three-month-old, so 2007 Oh, okay. Or maybe a five-month-old, yeah. yeah. 2007 we got commissioned, yeah. And then you did Harry's for a bit more? So and we then went you... back then as the man uh, – and by then we were the managers. I think we did another seven there. So I think we were at Harry's for – oh, no, we were, we were at Harry's for seven. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then yeah. you're in Melbourne now. So yep. how did that all happen? So there's been another appointment since then after we left Harry Hunter's. I then went to Perth Fortress as the assistant corps officer. Oh, yep. Um, for three, which, yeah, that would be right, made 10 years in WA. And what so was Ken doing? Just floating around the building? Floating or? around? Not, no, he was the divisional <laughs> social program secretary. Uh, okay, which, sorry, I know we're talking about Ken a lot and he's not here, so it's, right. it's easy to do it because <laughs> he's not here. Um, so his current appointment is at the social, state social command That's looking right. after the eastern? Yep, eastern region. Eastern region. That's right. And your current appointment? So my current appointment for another uh, few weeks is in Eastern Victoria Division as the Secretary for Women's Ministries and the Candidate Secretary. Yes. So, so you're currently packing up house. No, we're not moving. Aren't you Just moving? Just packing up office. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, I'm starting to feel sorry no, for you now. I, now I don't at all. <laughs> no, that wasn't on my list this Christmas. <laughs> I'll take one of them, but I yeah. won't take one of them. Absolutely. Okay. No, I'll travel. Yeah. So... 
you're, you're ten years, twelve years experience yep. plus the plus your other stuff. Now you've got little people yep. in the house. Yeah. What's that like? Look, I think it brings a whole different dimension to ministry. It brings a whole different dimension to officership, packing up and moving. So our children were all born in WA, which is home to me. So uh, that was really difficult. When it was just me, I was happy to travel back and forward doing as I pleased. Uh, But I think our children were all born at Harry Hunters. So the two eldest when we moved, uh, what are they? So they must have been about eight and seven. So they knew living on a big property in a community of 40 people with a golf course, with (laughs) chickens, with cows, with horses, with a little canteen at the golf course that they could go and spend their pocket money. And that was life. And we would never have left. Loved every day of it. So it was a huge thing. I had family that had looked after when, before the kids started school, um, two days a week or started as two and then dropped down to one day a week. So... Uh, that was that was uh, a really big thing for us to pack them up. And I remember the day when we finally went, <gasps> took a big deep breath and thought we have to tell them it will live forever. They we were just sitting at dinner and they said, oh, when are we going to Melbourne for a holiday? Because Ken's family are in Melbourne. Yeah. And we said, well, actually, we're going for a big holiday. <laughs> it didn't cut it. It was not. They was tears, went to bed in tears and cried for quite a few days. But so I think... It is a part of being an officer, you know, moving around. And yeah. I guess in some ways it's becoming less, but it's still obviously a very important part or a necessity. Until you've had to sit your kids down and tell them what that's like, you don't, you've got no idea. Nah, it's really painful. It's really painful. And does it get any better? I don't know. Look, you know, I 100% know that God kind of gets us through things, but actually... It, it leaves a mark. It does. Like, um, yes, we are doing really well three years on, um, but is it the same? It will never. I don't think mm. it will ever be the same. Yes, you know, our kids have started to really make some fantastic friends and we live in a great suburb and the kids, you know, collect each other on the way to school when they're riding and walking. But it, it, it's left a mark. Um and it's the new normal. It is the new normal. But it's normal. not normal in lots of ways. It's not. And, you know, the kids know they're getting at the age where they get to the end of the year and they go, are we moving? It's like, you know, and it could have been for this year with I'm going into a new appointment, but thankfully we can say, yeah, not no. this year. So Just just on that, like with telling your kids, because, I mean, I could – I'll tell my own story in this because we've got three young kids and, um, you know, we've only had to do that once, the we're moving yeah. another state. It's it's one of the most difficult things, and I, I referred to recently uh, we're, we're praying at Covenant Day, and I, I, I sort of referred to like a circle of covenant, yeah. and I thought when I thought about it, I, th- I thought, what does that even mean? Like I knew I knew in my head what it meant, and I thought about that more. And I thought that they're our kids, because yeah. they're covenanted with us. Because when we go. They go. And, uh, you know, I just watching kids process stuff and, you know, or maybe a, a peak of excitement, but then when they start thinking, well, hang on a second, that means I, I won't be doing this anymore. Yeah. I won't see this person every day. I'm not going to be around 
this group. Yeah. I, you know, I, it is one of the things. It's the circle of covenant that we are it impacts us greatly. Absolutely. Um, and you know, like, and I'm we're, we're chatting about this, but for me, it's like you don't you don't settle till they settle. That's my. Yep. It's been my mantra Whether this year. When they bring a friend home, you yeah. go, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe, maybe. People say, oh, yeah, you settled in? I'm like, no, no, I, no, I, I'm not, I don't settle until they settle. That's you right. know. So, it's true. But, but you, know, you know what that's like. It's and you, true. You're, you're living that. We're, I mean, yeah. e- even years on, I suppose, we still continue. Even if we don't move from that first move, yep. it's still... It's still a big thing. Absolutely. And I try and remind myself very often, actually, it's my calling, you know, or our calling as a couple. And actually, we need to try and protect our kids in that. Though obviously, they have to come at this point. Hopefully, they'll still come for quite a few years ahead. Yeah. Seeing the eldest is only 11. Hopefully, I've got, you know. But actually, we need to protect them in that because, you know, you have to just go with their disappointments yeah. because actually, it's our calling and they just have to come. Tell us about your kids. Oh, (laughs) where do you start? So uh, Nathan's 12, Josiah's, no, Nathan's 11, Josiah's 10 and Hannah's 7. So they were all born in Western Australia. So um, we have had our fair share of health issues along the way um, with both of the boys actually bring their fair share of challenges to life that make ministry really quite difficult to juggle. And I guess our story is maybe a little bit different in the fact that actually we've never been core officers together. I've only done two years as a core officer. So I think that brings a whole lot of difference when you're juggling separate appointments, actually, as to how does that work? Whose appointments for that day are more important than the others (laughs) to, you know, like... Well, you don't like to go there, but actually it does get down to that. Yeah. Who can drop something today um, when your kids have have um, loads of appointments? So um, I don't know what the kids are happy for me to share, but anyway, um, so Josiah was, no, Nathan's the eldest. Um, he has got a fair share of... Um, I guess, emotional needs. He has a lot of anxiety um, and a few other things thrown in there. Um, Josiah then um, has been unwell since his fifth birthday for the last five years. Spent quite a bit of time when he was five in and out of hospital um, and was diagnosed with raised pressure in his brain. That brought a whole lot of complications, a whole lot of things. Um, and has most recently uh, was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome. So um, he has had very long periods over the last two years where he's had to miss school. So all of a sudden I'm a mum and I've got an appointment and then I've got a child that can't go to school for three months, nearly I think it was last year. So that brings a whole lot of, uh, I guess, things to kind of work through. Uh so how, you, how did you get through all that? I don't know. Every day people say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. <laughs> and did you say, oh, I don't know either? <laughs> we still do it every day. But um, look, obviously God is very faithful. So we... Well, I was going to ask you about that because when, the more and more challenges that come up yeah, or the more sort of, you know, like, and I guess the unpredictable nature of some of that stuff, 
and you think, well, hang on, I've got this calling, but it'd be actually be easier if we were at home, supported by all my family, my friends, and let's just go. Like I, I actually, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I can in my mind. I yeah. think actually, I reckon that makes some sense. Yeah, yeah. Look, but, I've certainly but been have there. You, <laughs> can I ask you? And you don't need to answer this if you don't want to. But have you ever thought, you know what? It'd just be just to pack it up. Absolutely. When and in the real height of um, illness, absolutely. Um, and you know, I say God is faithful, and absolutely, I believe that. But there's many times we had, you know, Josiah laying in our arms, and we'll be praying, thinking, "What's this about?" You know, when his headaches were the, at the worst, and we'd be rocking him to sleep, and just going, "This headache's not going," but we're praying it's going. <laughs> um, and obviously, since we've been in Melbourne and on our own, oh, we we have got family here. Yeah. Um, Ken has got family, and and they are very good. Um, but absolutely, if I there was many days if I had a chance, I would have gone home. But look, what have we done? I don't know. I guess I had to get my head around the fact, which was real. Took me a really long time to actually go. Okay, just put things aside for three months. Like at first I was trying to work at home and in the end I had to go, okay, I just can't because actually I don't have the headspace. I've got a whole lot of stuff happening. Uh, just I was very unstable. We were bathing him. We were feeding him. We were, uh, it was just a nightmare really. And in the end I had to go, actually, for me to survive, I just need to look after him for this period of time. And the other stuff just had to wait. But that was really difficult because I, I'm balancing my mum, I'm balancing being, I was called to ministry, but in the end I just knew that I couldn't do it. And I knew that I, I guess I had enough insight to go, actually, I need to survive here. And I wasn't going to get to the point where it was going to be a long road. So was that just a matter of making a phone call and, or was that just, uh, did you just get to the point where you said, that's it? Absolutely. I, I don't know who I need to tell. I don't know how I'm going to tell them. Yeah. But this is a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, absolutely. And I just needed to go, okay, for this period of time. And thankfully that period was, well, it was three months. That was reasonably long. And we've certainly had other stints where I've had to go, you know what, actually, well, if your kids can't go to school (laughs) and there's no family (laughs) that can actually help on a daily basis that I had to do that. But that was really painful. I struggled I struggled with that, but um, you know we've come through another another story. I know. Think about cats having jolly nine lives. I don't know how many of my kids have had more, more, and we come through again, and we can cat. We're catching our breath again for a, a, hopefully a longer while. But yeah. um, but it's hard. It's hard um, just trying to work out um, that balance between you know what your kids need. And mine, I guess, are, you know, quite high needs at times and other times they just do their thing and and having to go, okay, ministry can wait for a little while. And, I mean, you know, I'm quite motivated, so I just want to get in there and do, but actually maybe so that's been a when, thing. when you have to make changes like that, what, what are the things, like how do you prioritise stuff? Like obviously you get to a point where you say all these things need to be done yep. and I can only do... X amount of those things and you prioritise them. Do you feel that that's fulfilling in ministry or do you still feel that that's stuff that you think is an expectation that other people think you should do? Uh, I think probably, I think it's both. I think I have high expectations of myself. Um, But I think coming into a divisional role, 
the expectations were quite high too. And balancing family in an office situation is not really easy. There was nothing my kids could come – like in a core, there was you, – your kids yeah. can be a part of that and I loved that. You could lock them in the band uh, room and yeah. say <laughs> – <laughs> Play exactly. all these instruments and let me know when you're finished. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach yourself. But, you know, at Perth Fortress, you know, um, as part of what I was doing, Hannah could come to playgroup and, you know, there was certainly still a fair share of things in there that the kids, you know, you had to make sure that they were safe in that environment. But coming into an office was a whole lot different and bringing a uh, preschooler into the office two days a week for yeah. 12 months had, was difficult. Yeah. But anyway, we did it. But yes, how do you do? I don't know. You just have to prioritize, I think, and um, I don't know. Work out what's important for that moment. Um, but I think I I had certainly had times where I was very unfulfilled in ministry. Um, but actually, my kids are my main priority, um, and I had to just go. Okay, you just have to sit with that. I just had to sit with being disillusioned. Really, there was nothing else. Yeah. I had to sit with that and go. Okay, well, yes, I'm disillusioned, but. You know, my kids' health is important. Their well. I think it's one of those important. things, though. Ministry, and I'm, I'm, I might be wrong, but that nobody ever says to you, "Just spend more time with your family." Yeah, yeah. Just you know, I know we, I know we were going to do this, but yeah. it can wait. Just spend more time with your family. It never happens because people are driven, and and usually it's like you know the elbows connected to the whatever bone, <laughs> and so I need that to happen in order for that to happen. So I need you to do that, but. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work out that nah. way. And I think you just need to make that call in the end and go, okay, you know, the kids actually need. They need you. They need, they need us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And while they're little, I don't want to get to the day where my kids, well, they do tell me, mum, you only forced me to school today because you've got a meeting. <laughs> and that is true. <laughs> there is certainly those days, but they are actually just, I would like a day off days. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I'm really sick days. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yes, there is that. They do go and tell the teachers, Mum, Mum only sent me to school today because she's got a meeting. Okay, well, that is true, actually, some days. But I don't want to get to the point, you know, later down the track and the kids go, actually, Mum, I was so sick and yeah. you weren't you here for me. me. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't so, know. I don't think there's any easy answers. No. And everyone's different. Yeah. That's the hard part. Because they're not like, oh, if you – if you fall into this category, do this and all will be well. Yeah. Everyone's circumstances are different. Yeah, and, yeah. and life just throws up different things. I never in the million years I thought I'd have kids and they would just do normal kid things. <laughs> and, of course, you know, and you don't know that. I didn't know that when I went into ministry. We went in as a married couple. Um, I had no idea what, what was in store for me. And so you just kind of have to deal with that as you go. So. You have been the candidate secretary in Eastern Vic. Mm. You, uh, what was the other one you do? Women's, uh, women's Ministries. For women's Seven, ministries yeah. yeah. What What's next for you? So I'm off to Crossroads Youth and Family Services as a chaplain to the Family Violence uh, mm. Unit. Now this is yeah. a passion of yours. I've picked this up even in the conversations we've had about other stuff. Yep. Like this comes through this desire to help people. What? Where did that come from? What's your where did it come from? I think God has just placed that on my heart for a long time. So when we knew that we were going to Harry Hunters, it's like, oh, this is really, that was a really good start to ministry for us because that just kind of brought everything, you know, uh, together. I don't know. I just have it really on my heart for, for people that uh, 
are struggling, people that are disadvantaged. And I think, you know, when we were at Harry Hunters and when you listen to people's stories, we actually take time to actually listen to people. Yeah, actually, you know, I just got to the, I just got thinking that actually that could be me. You know, if I didn't have a family who really supported me, if I, you know, had had things happen to me that a lot of our clients, you know, situations they found themselves in, actually, it could be me. Um, and I think you, when you get to that point, you go, okay, well, thank God it's not me. And, you know, I have got a family that love me and support me and have had plenty of opportunities, but actually you know, it could be me. And sometimes you just make one mistake and that's it. Or, you know, you sit and listen to stories of, of you know, so many of our clients that were sexually abused and you go, actually, if that was me, maybe, maybe I might've found myself in the same place. So I think that, you know, that's where, I don't know, I think when I realised that actually God just continued to grow that passion in me. And yes, my heart beats very much for those that are disadvantaged. Um, and I think even in women's the women's ministry space over the last three years, I don't know how successful I've been, probably not. But actually I've really um, I've really just been tried to be true to what God has called me to and people that are disadvantaged. And when you're in an office, that's a bit, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of is a bit more difficult. But to actually just keep going, you know what, two women in Australia die every week because of family violence and we just can't sit by and do nothing. So two women... Um, in Australia. in Australia, I think two women in Australia die every week at the hands of family violence. You know, actually, we can't just sit by and not do something. So I've tried to resource core and kind of get that message out a little bit more. Um, you know, and one of the other things I tried to do is um, set up a mentoring program to mentor families that are disadvantaged. Mm. Because actually, if we can support families when kids are little, there may be maybe we can actually start to, to fight, you know, break some of those generational kind of things that instill themselves in family. So I know that's what I... So you'll be, you'll be involved in some of that stuff next year, obviously. Yeah, I'm so excited. Be, be I will be. I don't really know. I've been here for a little bit of a visit. I don't really know what it entails, but uh, anything. I just want to be back. But God goes at, with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. And that's yeah. the actual um, doing hands-on ministry is what I love. Hmm. So family stuff, it's uh, new appointments, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, people listening, exploring ministry with kids, you know, maybe kids that have particular challenges and all that. I mean, at any sort of degree yeah. of that. What would you say to them? You say to people who are thinking, maybe I just sense that God's calling me, but I, yeah. but I can think of reasons yeah. why I shouldn't go. Yep. And maybe they are kids, you know, maybe it's because of my children or yep. maybe other things. What do you, what do you say to them? I think you just got to, you just got to go. I think you, God places a calling on our heart and you need, we need to be faithful to that. Remembering that our kids go with us. I think you get more confident as you go along to go, actually, I can do that, but I can't, I've learned a lot along the way. And there's things I would go now, okay, um, you know, the boundaries of what I can do with my kids and what I can't do. But I think, I think we need to be faithful to God and, um, and our look, our, our kids will, they will be okay, but they need, I mean, I know three years down the track, actually, my kids are okay. Um, it's it's taken a lot of work. Uh, you know, we need to really 
be proactive in in that and help, you know, and recognising that it's not easy to make new friends at any age. <laughs> and in fact, the older we get, <laughs> yeah, gets the harder, harder it is when, yep. we, when we get moved around. But I think firstly, we need to go with that, what God calls us to do, knowing that actually as hard as as hard as a hard day is, and I think we've had a few, um, that, yeah, that it, it will be okay. Now, uh, there is days where I've gone, I don't think it will be okay, <laughs> but actually <laughs> it is okay. Um, and that we just need to be, I like I say, I've learned, I'm very sure now what my kids will manage yeah. and what they won't. I knew that they would not manage a house move this year. And thankfully, it wasn't it wasn't crucial, can I, but can they I just wouldn't survive. Ask you a question yep. about um, when when you when it was those struggle days, like the really bad yep. days. Did you feel like you had to keep that a secret or hide that? Like, was there any sort of sense? Not not a not because of because of the appointment of your work, and did you sort of have to try and? spin the plates and... I don't think so. And, yeah, that's good. I'm not good at hiding things anyway. Oh, well, I kind of do I, wear I, my heart on my that sleeve. Was some, I, I, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. But I think yeah, for yeah. people listening, so, maybe if they thought that that would happen. But actually, you know, people need to know. There is some people that it's helpful to know what you're going through. Yeah. I even think now in my appointment and, you know, people are struggling and you can't help someone if you don't know. So I actually obviously don't want to tell everyone. Um, yeah. But actually people do need to know and I think... We need to find support from somewhere. Um, and I guess sometimes that's harder in a core, maybe. But um, Josiah, we were in a, I was in a core appointment when Josiah first got unwell and we had amazing support. Um, so, um, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm not good at secrets, no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no secrets. <laughs> no secrets from me. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, obviously, I think it's probably there's days I think, oh, I think it's a way lot harder than I've told people. Yeah. Sometimes I did think maybe I should invite a few people yeah. around it. Invite a few people over for a Where, sleepover. <laughs> yeah. When it's all going crazy. And I think, you know, obviously I didn't, I never shared the depth of what was happening because sometimes actually there's no words for that really. But, um, yeah, people knew that like, things were tough. And I think they also knew that when I said it was tough, actually, it was really tough. You know, like uh, um, I think, you know, I'm not – you need to um, you need to be real. You don't want to just – you know, I'm not someone that complained about everything and everything was too hard all the time. Yeah. So I think when it was tough, they knew actually <laughs> that it was really tough. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks very much for chatting with us. Um, it's always a, a source of inspiration for people listening um, to hear the reality of ministry, but also for you to be able to share your personal story and of your family and the struggles, but also the the movement and the the highlights of where God is taking you and and your family. So to you and Ken and your kids uh, for Crossroads next year, um, we pray God's blessing on you and your ministry. So thanks, Leanne, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?